All right, we are live here at Meetings with the Masters with Gina Ritchie and Glenn Klausner, my guest and medium. A medium, first of all, Glenn is a world-renowned medium. He has helped many, many, many people heal and gain closure, connect with their loved ones, and get on a path to uh, where they really want to be in life because of the guidance he brings from a, from those who have gone before us, which you know many of you watching and listening may or may not believe in that. However, for me, it was something extremely powerful when my daughter died. Since my daughter died, I continue to thankfully have mediums in my life. So I welcome you with open arms, Glenn. And hi, Steve. And um, sorry, someone I haven't seen in a while popped on. Uh, someone you know who has these gifts that help us empower ourselves to move forward, to be the best version of ourselves. So welcome, 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 Glenn Klausner. Please tell us a, about yourself, who you are, how you came to be a medium. Well, thank you, Nina, for having me here. I'm honored. And uh, well, I, I believe I've been a medium my whole life. I mean, I recognized my psychic ability at a very young age, which a lot of people commonly do. Uh, I was four, but then it went away for a while. And by the time I got to being nine and between my ninth and 10th birthdays, it's when I really started to notice it more pronounced the psychic abilities very strongly. And really when it started to become a lot more with deceased people became when I was uh, in my teens around like 16, 17, like in that time period where it started to really become that more and more. And it wasn't until I fully embraced it in my early twenties and decided to do it as a career that I've been doing it professionally for now 25 years. Right, 25 years, right. I, I couldn't remember. I was like, wow, how long has he been doing it again? Which is amazing because that means you've helped countless thousands upon thousands of lives and people um, feel the love of their loved ones, right? Tell us a little bit about what that means for you and what, it, what you believe it does for people. Well, the gift really is the healing that it brings to people. I just feel I have an innate ability uh, to connect with spirits. I'm a good listener to them. And as long as I'm repeating everything that they're saying to me, I'm doing their, I'm doing a service to them, to the deceased people. That's the job. The healing is when people have that sense to know that it really is their loved one that's channeling through me. There's no way I could have Googled the information. That's, uh, and that's really where that healing is for this, for a person or persons. And I'm sorry, what was the other part of your question? <laughs> that really it was about what it does for people and how it helps them heal and move forward and feel, you know, and because there are the, there's certainly the naysayers and the people who are testing you and you have to deal with all of that, which I, I, I'm sure that, you know, you've learned over the years how to deal with, but um, really my questions is talking about the healing that it brings to people, um, sharing what you feel this can do for somebody in their life, connecting with loved ones or, you know, whatever spirit guides, right? Sometimes it's, it's people asking you questions. Tell us a little bit about, a little bit about how it works and, and how the gift, you know, makes an impact. Again, it's, I, I will emphasize that it's, it's an ability. It's not a gift. The gift is the healing it brings to people. Okay. That's from my perspective. Another medium might have a different perspective in that, but from my perspective, I mean, it, it, it's a gift that we're alive. It's a gift that we're here tonight on this thing. That's a gift. That's a blessing. But I don't think my ability to connect with spirits is any more of a gift than somebody has a gift to do anything in life. So as far as uh, 
when spirits are communicating, I mean, they're using things that you would know it's them. It's the, again, those, you have to remember that deceased people are communicating in what they call blocks of thought. So they're sending a medium like myself thoughts as well as, well as visuals and we interpret them and trust it and to use it in a reading, basically. So, and of course, the personality, the strongest thing for me with deceased people is they're getting their personality because you can't, you just can't make it up. So, you know, you can have a bunch of genes in the world, but not every gene is going to be the same. So the only, it's like the fingerprint, but also we have to remember, like Einstein said that, you know, energy never dies. We are energy. If you really look beyond our physical structure, we are consciousness. We are energy beings. We're source beings. And the body is just made up of atoms and molecules and particles. And so we're just seeing a physical format of ourselves, but there's so much more beyond this. It's like when you listen to music, this is the best way I can, because of my musical background, I can say that mediumship and music are so similar. So let me give you an example. Let's go back in history when a lot of the great musicians of the day recorded music, whether it be Frank Sinatra, Elvis, the Beatles. Now, when they record those records, they were on uh, tapes. And a lot of times they had what's called four track tapes. Sometimes two track and then four track. And those trackings became evolved as the technology evolved. But it was on these like uh, half inch reels, quarter inch reels, whatever. And eventually now when you take these tapes, which are very delicate to what they call bake them, when they get recreated to become now uh, when they're remastered, it's the very delicate. So those technologies, for instance, it's still when you hear Elvis on a vinyl record, now it's been transferred to, let's say, CD and transferred to MP3. It's still Elvis. It didn't change. The only thing that changed was the format. And that's the same thing. What happens when we physically die is that we don't die. And we just change the format. We're into it. It's like these technologies, whether you go on a computer to talk on uh, StreamYard or Facebook Live versus on an iPhone, it's just a different format. That's all it is. Right. And I, will and I will share this. You know, when you have your television off, those programs are still playing in the background. It's just like when you log off Facebook, people are still going. The consciousness is still streaming. Yeah. And same with radio. And that's what happens with our loved ones when they pass. They're still broadcasting just without yeah. the TV on or the radio on or Facebook on or whatever it is. That's a great way to look at it. And it's a matter of how, you know, I feel like, how open people might be um, to receiving it. Like early on when my daughter passed away, I was able to, I literally heard her voice, like physically heard her voice. And then it shut down for a while because I was in so much pain, right? Like I was, I was totally shut down for a while. And then, but other people would bring me messages that she would share with them. And then they would come to me and like, say, you know, she said, blah, 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 or, you know, uh, a medium that happened to be in my life at that time, she would say to me, you know, Kylie doesn't want you to worry about something that I had told Kylie in private, in the hospital by ourselves, like word verbatim, right? Mm -hmm. So complete and utter validation there, which for me was one of the most powerful things because it made a huge, a huge impact. And I shared, I'll share one quick story with you because it's something I think really people need to understand and you can, you can expand on it. Um, when I was working in this doctor's office one year, I had a found, I had a foundation in memory of my daughter. I had a, it had a pamphlet. I had a little flyer with her picture on it. 
And I was being a receptionist at this doctor's office, this homeopathic doctor's office. And this patient came in to check in, never seen her before. I actually was just helping the doctor because his, his receptionist had died, unfortunately. And literally a day later, I was in his office helping him. A patient came in. She looked down at the picture on my pamphlet and she goes, oh my gosh, who is this little girl? And I said, that's my daughter. And I said, that's a foundation I created in memory of her. And she goes, this little girl has been coming to me for two years telling me to find her mommy. And I literally, like I already had mediums in my life. So it was a gift for me. That's what I, when I say gift, it was a gift for me. Right, that's the gift. Why I think you have a gift because you're giving me a big gift by bringing my child or bringing somebody else's loved one to them. Right, that's the gift, the healing that it brought to you. Yes, yes. It was, I mean, I was blown away. I had other validations of her, but that was like, I mean, this woman I'd never seen in my life ever. And it was like, wow. She's like, oh my gosh, this little girl has been coming to me for two years. And I bet you've had things like like that. Have you had things like, I mean, you can validate all time. Tell us a little bit about some of that, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I've not only had it in doing readings for people. I mean, I've had it from my own personal experiences with loved ones of mine that passed. And you think to yourself, wow, that's just incredible. Like, how, Some of the signs that even I've gotten from my loved ones on its own have been really amazing. So... Everybody's experiences are so different. And, you know, I mean, I, I could probably talk for hours about those kinds of experiences or write a chapter in a book or maybe two chapters in a book about it. But, yeah. uh, you know, anyone profound would stick out to me would probably be more the ones that were more personal to me because it happened to me as well. You know, things I want to know that my loved ones survived. I mean, I knew that already from dealing with other people's loved ones that have passed yeah. and they, they survived physical death. But it was nice when it happened to me, too, quite a few times. Wow. Yeah. And, you, you know, the first day I met you, well, actually, someone has a question here, but I do want to talk about the first very unexpected day that I that I came face to face with you on this way, <laughs> virtual face to face. And, you know, you, you straight up, you know, said my friend's name who died a couple of years ago. But you were talking about all these other people because we were in a group setting, which is what we are now bringing to other people, but it was, it's always powerful from it. I was like, wait, what Jean's here? You know, I didn't expect to hear that. She died a couple of years ago. You, you explained exactly how she died. You know, you said, you know, I have somebody here. You didn't say Gina, you know, you said, I have somebody here whose, whose brain was swelling. It was a, a sudden death. And she was, you know, she was not in, in, you know, she couldn't, she wasn't in her head right anymore or something. I can't remember how you put it. And then, we thought we were talking to my mom still, but you said her name is Jean. And I was like, you know, and you were, I was like, oh my God, that's my, one of my best friends from college. That's her. That's, that's Jean. You start, described exactly. So I just like, for me, that's why I wanted to bring this to people more and more. And that we're doing this group that we're doing on Thursdays because it's such healing. And, um, it's, it, to me, it just makes such a huge impact. And I want to be able to allow people to feel empowered by the love that is beyond them, that is a, that is available to them if they could tap in. In fact, Vinu, hi Vinu, she has a question. She says, is this something you could teach or something gifted to you? What do you think about that? Well, it's actually both. I mean, it's like anything. It's like you can, some people are born knowing how to play an instrument, but they learn you know, even the best musicians in the world or will still go and learn their craft, the best singers, the best 
guitar players. They'll continually to learn from people who are, you know, advanced, if you will, you know, so they can learn ballet, people who do ballet. So yes, it can be taught, but it really internally comes from within you first, because everybody in this world has psychic ability. There are different degrees of it. It's sort of like every one of us knows how to add, but sometimes people don't know how to do the uh, X equal Y in math. I'm one of those guys. That doesn't know <laughs> right. right. My, cousin math, my cousin is a math tutor, knows what that is. Mm -hmm. But there's, um, again, it's really how you develop it more is the more you use it, it gets stronger. So when people say, how do you develop that? It's the key is, that's the key word, develop you. You have to practice. practice. I used to do it when I was a, a teenager and I would practice it on my mom or I practice it on friends in a sense. Just to, And that's, you learn as you go along and you'll always be learning. I'm constantly always learning something different in the way I dialogue with those non-physical entities and the interpretations, sometimes the things that I wouldn't really make sense of for a person, not because there's a language situation. It's just like, you know, if I didn't know what, here, I'll pick up these yellow candles. Like, if I didn't know what a yellow candle is, I would now have to interpret describing what this thing is to somebody. Now, of course, I, we all know what yellow candles are, so I don't need to be taught that. But if a spirit was given to that to me for the first time, I would have to ask them to explain that to me so I can share it with the person for the validity part. Right. And that was what, so when we had our free call the last a week and a half ago that I actually was doing with another psychic friend. I did not know you were coming onto it. You just happened to join the free call that I opened up to everybody on Facebook, right? Um, you would happen to be there. And, you know, when my, when Lori, our, our mutual friend was done sharing her psychic gifts, I invited you to join and you right away, just like she was able to tap into you right away, you know, keep chimed into people on the call and their exact you know, the, like the, how you said, you know, who here had somebody who was shot in the head. I had a friend there and I had that. You described her boyfriend perfectly. You described how everything, how he, he died and shifted. And so, and, and just every, like just so many gifts that you brought to people there. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. And it's sometimes it doesn't always happen like that. Right. I mean, right. So I'll just, I'll just share this. First of all, also when, you're getting those impressions, whether it be me or yourself or any, any person that's connecting with spirits that are connecting through them, you have to trust the first instinct. It's always the accurate one because the minute you second guess it, forget it. And you'll be like, oh, like sometimes even when I've had somebody's, let's say somebody's father and I ask the spirit, sometimes I get the names out of deceased people. I always get the personality things that would relate to them. But names, there's like thousands and thousands of names in the world. So there's been times even when I, like I hear a spirit say to me, Joe, and I think, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's a beautiful <laughs> Like, I'll tell you a fast, funny story. Years ago, I had this family here that I was reading for in person, and their loved one that came through appeared to me looking like Fred Flintstone, the cartoon. <laughs> so I told the people that, and they said, yeah, that's our loved one. I says, is his name also Fred? And they go, yeah. So the whole reading that I did with this family, their loved one, whose name was Fred, really looked like Fred Flintstone. And in my mind, the whole time and everything, I couldn't see what the guy actually realistically looked like as a human. I just kept, you had to picture like watching the Flintstones and you see that mouth moving and someone's talking to you, which was the voiceover actor, of course, for the cartoons. And I'm looking at a spirit who just stayed in that cartoon format to me for the whole hour. But everything I said matched up with him. So, you know, spirits can take on different forms when you're non-physical. Just like in life, you know, if you want to color your hair a different color, you can do that. 
grow, mm-hmm. in my case, grow a mustache or a beard. Um, you know, women usually don't grow a mustache and a beard, but you know, you, you can change the look basically. Mm-hmm. So, and as far as what was the other part that you were asking about, I, I forgot now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I forgot too. I just get so caught up in this because it's, it's so powerful for me, but you know, uh, I was just, I don't even know how, you know, how, just how, how, Oh, well, like sometimes like how sometimes it doesn't work because that can happen too. You know, yeah. somebody's hoping to, which is understandable. They want to hear from a particular loved one. And the yeah. chances are that loved one will show up because you love them and they love you. But there's no guarantee in that because you may have so many steps forward that maybe you didn't have a great relationship with or weren't that close with or they're wanting you to be the medium. So it could be like your best friend's mother comes through and she's wanting you to get the message back to her daughter or son, whatever the relationship is. So it, there is no perfect science to mediumship. You can't, you can't control it, and neither can I. You have to respect the, how it is and allow those spirits who are lowering their vibration because they're not in the same dimension anymore. They have to meet a person like myself in the middle to dialogue those messages because they're in a different frequency, sort of like AM and FM radio. So when tuning in, it's not impossible, again, that someone you love would come through but i always tell people it doesn't always work that way because you might get the person that you didn't have a great relationship with whether again you were close with them or not or you get somebody that wants you to be the medium and get a message to another loved one right so again it's it's you can't guarantee it's just like in life you know if you like the same cashier that you deal with at the grocery store every week and one day you go into that market and the cashier is not there for whatever reason because they got fired they quit they didn't show up that day, they had a day off. What are you supposed to do? Not get your groceries? You got to work with what you got. That's right. Yeah, it's like the old thing I used to say, you you, you know, to the kids when they were little is you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> yeah. Get what you get. That's it. Because that that goes for anything in life, right? You, I mean, you you could, we get dealt these cards and yeah, people, of course, there's upsetting things. That's realistic, but we have, we still have to deal with them. We just, it is what it is, right? And I'm speaking from the other side who didn't maybe have a great relationship with somebody, which has happened, believe me, a lot in my career. There's healing there, not just for you, but also for them because they recognize, hey, what happened? There's a, most people don't want to hear this, that there's a script that we all write with people before we're born, a majority of the script. I'm not talking about the, the fact that you woke up this morning and decided to eat waffles versus French toast. That's, that's a free will decision. But those big major themes are always contracted. You know, even the situation that's going on right now, the pandemic around the world, that was already pre-scripted too, way before we got in these bodies. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how we're playing the storyline now. Right, right. I believe that. I believe in that wholeheartedly. I, early when my daughter died, you know, a medium told me that and I embraced it, that it was her soul's journey that we chose it before we came here. And that's something that, you know, you may or may not believe out there. That's your choice. It's, we all have our choice to believe what we want to believe. So um, that's free will. And, you know, but there was so many signs that it was hard to deny. Like it was so, it's hard to deny when you have so many signs and, and we're given lots of signs from our loved ones all the time. You know, if there's people who, you know, that say, you know, please show me besides a ra- rainbows, butterflies, those are normal things. Right. But sometimes like, you know, um, I was actually, there's a book called Signs Out right now that I was listening to. And I know that you already know all this, obviously, but you can ask loved ones, you know, to to show me a red robin once a month or something. And then they get it, right? Or they start to see them everywhere or something like that. Uh, but I'll tell you what's even better, to be honest please. with you. Uh, please. 
when you don't ask them for science, like, okay, I'll give you an example of something. Like, there's been a few skeptics in my own family, and uh, my mom wasn't. My dad was skeptical, but my, my sister-in-law's father, for instance, who I've known since I'm a little boy, he, he was uh, the last family member to me that, that, even though he's not my blood family member, but he's, I've known him since a little boy. He's my f- brother's father-in-law. So uh, he was the last family member to pass. And, you know, he knew me. I mean, he wasn't skeptical of me, but he didn't really know the magnitude of my work. And a couple of times since he's passed, you know, there's little things he's got in my way. But there's a, a, a market here in my neighborhood in New York City where one day I went in to get some food and a man behind the, uh, in this area where they have like food, you know, they're like they, they have these men have these like white hats on their head. The, yeah. the employees work there. So so if you're getting, let's say, you know, chop, uh, meat or Deli. yeah, they're counter and the man that was behind the counter no joke looked identical to my sister-in-law's father and i'm like i took a picture of him <laughs> very discreetly and i said it to my my sister-in-law it says i think you'll get a kick at it so it looks like pop but even i've had this experience where, where my parents first passed and my parents my especially my mom was very unique looking i mean try picturing finding somebody who looks like a cross between natalie wood and elizabeth taylor it's very <laughs> rare yeah <laughs> so i i I've had those experiences where people, there were sort of likenesses of my mom. And, and I had that once with a likeness of somebody that was like my dad in a post office that was right behind me. And it was like days after my dad passed. But sometimes I'll get numbers. Like if I'm walking down the street, I've seen numbers that are relevant to loved ones of mine without me asking. So sometimes the best signs to me are the ones when you're not asking them and right. they just show up and you know you didn't make that happen. Yeah. Or, you know, and then you second guess yourself. Well, get, just, just believe. That's what I say. You just start to start to believe that everything I, I believe everything's a sign, everything. So, um, yeah. you know, for leading us to our next place where we're our next step in life, whatever that may be, if we follow the signs, we deny ourselves and we all have all the self doubt in the world, but it's, you know, if we follow the signs, we can Move further. Forward. Yeah, and I can tell you, like most people go, why don't why can't the disease physically appear to me in the way that they appear to you? First of all, they don't appear the way to me that most people think. I see them by a visual in the mind, just like if I say to you, do you remember what the Beatles looked like when they were first together as a band, or even when they were last together as a band? You can see that imagery, especially if you know what it looks like. Yeah. So that's how I see them. But if we really saw them tangibly, I could tell you what would happen. Most people might. Most people probably feel depressed because the fact when those spirits leave, a person might feel more depressed that they they saw their loved one physically and then the the, per, the being had to go. Just like the way we would get with a loved one on earth and you're like, oh my God, you got to go home or I'll miss you until I see you again next Christmas or whatever. So it would be the same kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it might be, you know, we want to go with them, which is normal and we can't because it's not our time to go. Uh, so there's a myriad of reasons why they don't physically appear to us. But I do think that one day there's going to be a technology like what we have here that we could tap into another frequency dimension and maybe see spirits similar to this, but not exactly because they don't have, they have an etherical body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it would be really cool if that technology does happen, if somebody's clever enough to come up with it and find a way that the spirits can do that. I mean, nothing's impossible. Who would have thought these technologies would have existed 10, 20 years ago? Right. Jetson's life. That's what I call it right now. Like, but we can see auras. So it's like we can see orbs in pictures, you know, mm-hmm. even that stuff. So I think that, you know, there's a possibility. And you just I think you just answered Vinu. Vinu had the question, how do spirits come to you? Like by someone's presence in front of you or to attract spirit. You said you it's a 
They usually start off going like this to me. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of <laughs> I love it because you bring fun too. I you told me a little Robin Williams story. I don't know if you're willing to share any of that, but that was really fun. I don't know if we if that we can tap into that. But what, that, sorry, a what story? A little Robin Williams story, which made me laugh so hard the other day. <laughs> I don't know if you're willing to go into any of that, or if we have time. It, it would take a long time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we have another. Um, Vinu said, "How do spirits come to you? Like someone else's presence, or some, or only if someone asks a question? Okay. So if someone comes to you, they ask the question, and they say directly to you, like, can you bring me so and so, or asks a question about how did so and so die, um, or asks a question, should I move out of the house we lived in? How does that present itself to you? I I can ask all of those questions. Usually, when I deal with people who've passed on, I rather them come to me on their own." recognize their own free will without me sort of getting them. They already know that you're setting up a reading with someone like myself. So they're not stupid. They know. <laughs> but as the questions are like, if you're asking, especially if there's someone who passed and there, there's some questions around that passing, whether it's a healthcare thing or something that could be mysterious. Yeah, I can ask them that and then just trust what they translate. I can't always guarantee they're going to answer me either because spirits are just still some of them retain the same personality that they had here. What I mean by that is like, if they were mean, they're not mean when they talk to me. If you had a loved one who was a mean person, they're never mean talking to me when I deal with them. But they might not share something like for a particular reason, like if there was a homicide, they may not want to talk about it. It, it varies from spirit to spirit. Some of them are very open and will say a bunch of stuff. Again, it deals on the personality of the, the individual I'm dealing with. Right. So. And, and asking him like if about like she somebody was asking if like if you asked him about a move or something you can ask them but you know spirits have educated me really for to give the power back to people so if, like if you're asking someone like me does can my mom tell you when I'm going to get married the spirit really is I mean I can pick up those things in a reading because as long as the spirit is telling to me but really spirits have educated me that you own your power so if you're asking like when am I going to get married when do you the, my answer back to you would be when do you see yourself getting married? What, what, what is the, the, like, why do you really want to get married? What is the purpose of that? What do you feel? You have to ask yourself those questions because if you feel like, well, I don't want to be alone, which is a very common thing for people. Right. That tend to turn into a, a lot of divorces. Yes. That thing. You know, I don't want to be alone or, or I want somebody to financially take care of me. Those are not the right reasons to get, me saying this is not the right reasons to get married. Right. So to have companionship because you want to share and grow and love and, and expand on that love and have somebody there to grow with, whether you have children or not, that's a more, I think a much more healthier way to have a relationship. So yeah. it's the same when people go, when am I gonna get a job? Well, it depends what kind of job you want. You see, you gotta be very, the universe is always listening. Oh, okay. so, so don't expect the deceased people you know to really pro provide those answers to you because they rather you, allow yourself to answer it for you but they can guide you i mean there's times when they give me different things about people you're going to meet or people maybe you want to be mindful of uh, situations so i do it all the time in readings but i still like to give people that power in that's relation to those questions right that's why it's called guidance you know um and um i, I want to say before we go on because of course you we can go on and on and we'll lose track of time and we have to you know at some point end this so we want to definitely because people are asking how can we book a reading um someone steve Channon has a question i'm going to try to get to but i first want to say glenn and i have collaborated and are doing a group called gifts from beyond together a small group no more than 10 people last week we decided to do it after he had we had this powerful free call with people which was like off the charts, amazing for people. Uh, so we decided we wanted, this is something that 
we want to bring for healing and we're doing uh together gifts from beyond thursdays at 1 p.m eastern um we will it, it is uh, we can share it here in the chat last week it sold out by tuesday we created it we decided we were doing it and it sold out by tuesday afternoon i believe um and uh because there is it's only 10 people so in order that people get attention and it's so um a great way to understand it you know see glenn meet glenn and to gain some insight and some connection um so i will post the information on that after we're done here in the chat the program i'm using i can't do it while we go um so and it'll, be on, it'll be on zoom for an hour and a half oh yeah it's a zoom call yep it's an hour and a half zoom call of reading that we'll do you know as if we're in a room when when you go you know when you go and you go one go to see john edwards or somebody that you're, you know, going to see in a seminar, you don't get one-on-one -on -one attention necessarily, but you go and see them. And this is like, we're in a little room together, getting attention, getting, getting to know, understand Glenn, getting to hear the healing of everybody else. Cause that also, when you listen to other people's validations, it absolutely is a validation for you that you can count on. If you see the other preferred, you know, when you know the other person got the validation, I mean, it's incredible. So um, yes, David Gato's posted your website. Thank you, David. Um, Anthony, you, you get a reading. You can go to um, Glenn's website and you can join our group on Thursday. Steve says, and this was the last question, um, is Glenn's healing with diseased loved ones similar to doing an ayahuasca where you're often being taught a lesson that you might have not learned anywhere else by your loved one? Great question, but... I really don't know much about ayahuasca. I mean, I know I've known of people who've done it and I've never done it personally. So I can't really answer that question when I'm, when I'm working with people who've lost loved ones, because a lot of people, as you know, have had grief and grief comes in different stages. It's not just in the loss of loved ones. Right now, think about a lot of people who've lost their jobs people that felt very comfortable in their careers or jobs. So there's grief there or when there's a divorce, for sure, instance, divorce. Mm -hmm. there's all different types of grief. And of course, I'm not a grief counselor or a bereavement counselor. So I, I'm not trained in that way. I can only work to some extent with what I do as a medium, but I don't know about the question with ayahuasca. I don't know if the healing is the same. Honestly, I don't know that answer. I think that for me, I mean, what I would say, yeah, is it's different. It's you. It's a completely different, you know, ayahuasca is a plant medicine. Mediums yeah. is, is, is spiritual medicine. Um, and that's, that, that's where I think that lies. Um, and you get different experiences both ways. And, you know, it's like Venu says, I think it's just great to connect with their soul again, especially when you, if you didn't get to say goodbye a lot like that, you know, of course that happens for lots of people. Actually, uh, one more thing, Anthony says, is there anything you can tell me before our reading, Anthony Raimondo? I mean, that's what you pay for. That's why you go to a reading, you get your full reading, right? You, there's, um, but, yeah. but Lorelai's yeah. here. I'm sorry. I work from that. Yeah, yeah, I don't work from that angle because it's it's not in all due respect to you. It's not respectful. It, in all due respect to you, it's not. It's not. It would also open the door to other people feeling like they weren't getting something from me either in that situation. Like when somebody goes, "Can you tell me something about me?" I don't. That's not what I'm about. So when I'm working with somebody, you'll get what you get from me. And when I'm doing like radio or something, you know, then it's different. But in this kind of in settings, like when. I've had that sometimes, like if somebody's booking an appointment with me, can you tell me one thing to prove to me? And it's like, 
even if I do, it, I, I've been through all those kinds of things. So I, I know all the ins and outs and the ramifications of it as well. So I prefer not to do it. I prefer to, when I'm working for you to see it in yourself. Yeah. And then this is work mode either. So it would be unfair to you if I even did attempt to pick up something because I'm not in that headspace for it, especially with some of the stuff I've got going on today. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. And Lorelai just popped on. She said, Glenn was spot on with the reading he gave me in our group last week. Yes. Thank you, Lorelai. We appreciate that. It was amazing. And um, Glenn, I'm honored. I'm deeply grateful for the gift I received as a result. Okay. I put it that way. It is a gift, whether it comes, it's coming from uh, beyond. So, um, and that's why we called it, you know, gifts from beyond and we're excited to bring it to you guys. I will post the links here when we hang, hang up, <laughs> which is when we end the, the the video here, which we're going to about to do now. So is there anything else you want to add before we head I just out? Want to, add to that guy's comment, to add his comment, because, you know, it's very common. People ask, you know, you have anything for me? And like I said, in this kind of setting, especially that other people are watching, they would want that. And the time is very limited, obviously, because we only came up for this time because you have another thing to do at eight o'clock. So it would be really unfair if I did that for one person and then didn't do it for other people. And that's pretty much why I'd rather not do it. Of course not. No, that's for sure. That's what, why we come. That's why we're, we're having the group. That's why you have people that book, lot, you know, private sessions. I mean, look, when my daughter, so my daughter tw died 21 years ago, 21 years ago, which is a long time, but and I was not in the, the space to be paying $500 for a reading at the time, but I did because someone told me, you need to go see this medium. They are spot on. And it wasn't you. I didn't know you then. Um, I, I, wasn't, I, I, wasn't I don't care what it costs. What? I wasn't $500 an hour 21 years ago either. I mean, it was, but I didn't care. And I did because it, and guess what? It was priceless because my, 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 my daughter was brought to me fully and I was, and I had already had her from the woman I was, became friends with. So it was just like, I, I just am so, so grateful for those, the, the gift of healing that it brought to my life and continue to. And I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to everybody who's here watching us. And I'm just really grateful to have a career as long as I've had and to be able to connect with thousands of people worldwide and thousands of spirits because it really it's a twofold if it wasn't for the spirits that are dialoguing with me your loved ones mm -hmm. and you being the person having a reading with me i wouldn't be doing the job that i'm doing so thank i really always say thank you to all the you and the non-physical entities that make that possible wow thank you that that's uh, we appreciate you immensely i certainly do so Thank you so much for being here, Glenn. Thank you, thank you guys for watching. We'll hopefully some of you will join us on Thursday, um, and we'll see you there. Or you can go to Glenn's website, www.glennklausner.com, and book him, uh, book, book a private reading with him, and um, we'll do this yeah, again. Rates are on the contact section of my website. Okay, perfect. I mean, I think we're good to go. Thanks, guys. Have a good night wherever you are. Bye. Yeah, for sure.